Welcome to Cash Considerations, the podcast that takes you behind the Las Vegas Sportsbook from the guys that actually work behind it. With your hosts, Alan Berg, Dave Sharapan, and Matoy Pearson. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and the Vegas Golden Knights have made the Western Conference Finals, which is just absolutely insane. Uh, not only did they win the Pacific Division post 109 points in the regular season, but they've actually beaten two teams, two experienced teams in the Kings and Sharks, and now await the winner of the Game 7 matchup between the Winnipeg Jets and the Nashville Predators. And after tonight's loss uh, in Winnipeg, I have no idea who's going to win this series, which is awesome. But um, with me, as always, to discuss uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs, the NBA playoffs, possibly, uh, and anything else we got going on in this crazy city, I got my man Big Dave. How you doing tonight, Big Dave? I'm good, brother. I'm good. I, I'm just caught up in the nights. Sure, sure. And then we also have Matoy. What's up, man? What's going on, gentlemen? I'm always doing good when I'm back on back on there with you guys. For the for the listeners, but yeah, man, I just you know kind of had a you know a ridiculous weekend to an extent. I think I kind of explained that to you prior to this, and um, <laughs> yeah, go nights go, man. You know, I was even drinking during that with some buddies, so you know, all in all, it's, it's my Monday today, and I'm feeling pretty good. So I'm I'm, re- I'm ready to I'm ready for the cast, man. Nice. Well, we're ready to roll. So um, as I mentioned there, real quick, the Knights have done it. They're into the next round. Uh, <laughs> For an expansion team to be one of the final four teams uh, to win the championship uh, is just astonishing. And um, a team that they had to build from, you know, where credit isn't, you know, given, I think, at this point because of how well they've done. But, I mean, at the end of the day, they built this team from the scraps of other teams and uh, didn't have any massive splash free agent signings or anything like that. It's a story of an owner getting the right general manager, hiring the right coach, and finding the right players to, to just blend together with this city. The whole town's on fire about it. It's, it's pretty awesome to be a part of and be around it. Um, it's just, just been a one-of-a-kind experience. And uh, Big Dave, uh, I know as a guy who grew up, uh, you know, Pittsburgh, uh, and just, you know, I know you love your Penguins, who took a tough loss tonight, uh, what what is it like for you, um, you know, with the, with your girls and and them catching the fever of of the nights and uh, having your old, you know your your hometown team lose, but you still got this team to kind of gravitate towards. It's amazing. Um, it's just such an improbable story, and now I get to share this, you know, with the kids. We went to a watch party um, Friday night, game five. We were out Sunday with some friends and we watched, uh, you know, in a group setting as well. And, um, it's great because it's caught up everyone. There's people that have never watched hockey before that are, you know, trying to learn the game, but they're just caught up completely in the whole thing. So for this team to do what they've done, you know, from the beginning of the season and the odds so far against them, it's, it's just it's a great sports story. It's just a great story in general. And as a hockey fan, I, I'm completely over the moon with it, you know. And we'll get to the Penguins losing in game seven and or game six tonight. That's a that's a separate thing. But I think I mean I'm a firm believer now 
the Knights can win the whole thing at this point. It's not out of the realm of possibility at all. Yeah, I think that they have pretty much shown that they have the playoff grit. They have the goaltender. Um, they've had the ability to find, you know, next next level, uh, whether you want to call it shifting gears, um, getting more physical, um, changing up the pace. Um, they, they've just really done a fantastic job of adjusting to what they need to do and, and finding a way to finish the series. And they're winning games that I think that maybe they weren't the best team on the ice, which I think is one of the keys to winning in the playoffs in any sport, really. Um, when you don't have your best night, you still find a way to win. Um, usually it's teams that have actually had some playoff experience as a unit. So right. it, it's remarkable what they've done. Um, with that being said, uh, you know, I think the, the little bit of buzz that's coming out about, you know, what the, what the Knights are going to be as far as a price in the series. And it sounded kind of like around anywhere from 150 to 160 is what I've been hearing that regardless of who they play, the Jets or the Predators, um, obviously they're giving up home ice for the first time in the playoffs, which, you know, could be a factor because of how good Vegas has been, uh, at T-Mobile, um, how, how do you feel? I mean, I, I'm kind of with you in the fact that I think it's they can definitely do it. I don't think that, um, you know, it's it's not like, oh, they can't win the, the cup. I mean, I really do believe they can. But with that being said, um, I do think they should be an underdog in the next round. And they're going to two tough places to play no matter who they get. Um, but overall, what do you think as far as the, the two teams they may match up against? Uh, I'm impressed just in general with what the Knights have been able to do on the road. So going to uh, Nashville or Winnipeg, whoever wins that game seven, and that's been a crazy series because, you know, Winnipeg's lost two games at home, uh, and so has Nashville. It's it's incredible how the teams are able to, to morph their game to play that road game. I mean, and I, I got to admit, on after game five and the, and the Knights giving up that lead and making it really close, I wasn't too encouraged going into game six in San Jose. And they played a perfect road game and got, yeah. you know, I mean, that, that you couldn't have asked for a better effort as far as what you need to do on the road um, in a hostile environment, everything that goes along with that. So going forward, yes, that sounds about right, 150 for the favorite. Um whomever it is. I don't think one will be more than the other. They're, they're almost equal. Um, but the Knights can definitely go earn a, a, a road split at worst and then come home to this atmosphere in a game three and take the series lead. That's exactly the way I see it playing out. Um, I, I just think that they there's going to come an adversity time in the series. And they've been able to continue to just fight through it, figure it out, make adjustments, do everything you said. And they've had Flurry there to answer every mess up and, and make the big save almost every time. Well, um, he's will been that the best player. Yeah, yeah you know, no as question. Far as, as far as what I've seen. Um, and <clears throat> I, when you got that goalie, that that a lot of times can take you – a long ways in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And, and uh, you know, from what I'm seeing, it's no exception here. Um, well, it gets in own... the other team's head. It yeah. literally gets in the other team's head. You can't. You figure you can't score unless you get a perfect play or, you you know, you literally hit it right under the corner of the crossbar. 
and then yeah. you start to see posts get hit. You know, how many posts <laughs> did the Sharks hit the other night? It yeah. just continues to happen, and then it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're like, oh, another one, another post. Oh, and then he makes a glove save, and you're like, oh, what are we going to do now? So It's weird because I felt like um, in the first about 10 minutes of game six, I felt like they looked like the same Knights in all five games. They, they looked uh, a little bit like they were getting shots, but I wouldn't have called them quality per se. But I still felt like they, they just seemed to have this nerves – and um, and when Flurry started making some just dumb saves, it almost seemed to relax the whole team. And I think when they went into that mode, all the pressure shifted to San Jose. And to, kind of to your point, uh, you know, that, that got in the Sharks' head. And I think that that's essentially what, what made that game look so easy as far as the scoreboard and all that kind of thing, is that the, Knight, the Knights looked more relaxed in Game 6 than I think they did the entire series. Yeah, I said afterward I thought it was their best game of the series. And yeah. as as a team playing with a lead, I don't think I've seen a better team in the playoffs than the Knights play with a lead. They have just their, their confidence. You know, everything starts going downhill. The ice gets tilted in their favor. And they keep the pressure on. And then, you know, they inject Reeves into the lineups, you know, Sunday in game six. And he brings an energy to the fourth line. That fourth line was fantastic mm-hmm. on Sunday, dominating the puck uh, possession and, you know, physical. They did everything that you can ask for for a fourth line and more. So when the fourth line does that, it just builds for everybody. And, you know, when you got Flower back there making all the saves, you're like, nobody's beating us tonight. Um, this will be kind of an analogy that I'm sure Jeff would love if he's listening. Um but the the NHL like the fourth line always reminds me of like when they when the head coach of an NBA team gets so mad at his starters he benches all five guys and then the five guys off the bench come on and go on like a 12-0 run and the and the arena's going wild because you know the guys at the bottom of the order are just letting it loose and letting it rip and it almost like gives them a lift you know and I oh, feel like yeah. that's that's totally like a hockey thing, you know. Like if that fourth mm-hmm. line is out there, and they're, you know, they the coach is so frustrated or whatever, he just puts them in there against the top line, and then they're knocking them all over the ice, and then they might happen to score a goal. It's like, oh man, they're they're the other team's in trouble if that happens, you know. Oh yeah, and and it continues to happen because Gallant keeps you know rolling out four lines. There's never a time that he shortens the bench. It's mm-hmm. crazy. So as long as that continues that's a formidable uh matchup for anybody left in the playoffs oh i agree um so we've kind of touched on the knights uh let's let's kind of just briefly go over this predators jets game um i i am almost to the point where you just throw up like a dollar 20 and say bet on who you want because <laughs> right. i mean because you know it, what's cool about this series for me is i feel like this is this reminds me of that mid late nineties hockey where it didn't matter who had home ice. It was who came to play that night. Like hockey's one of the rare sports where I feel like it doesn't matter what game we're on. Game one, game five, it doesn't matter where the game's at. It's it's who comes out, sets the tone, um, gets after it with hustle, um, and you know, sets things up properly. And and I've been seeing that in this Jets Predator series. It's just like you get to see each team's best on certain nights. So um, I don't know whether it was the pressure, 
the Jets felt tonight, playing in front of their home crowd with a chance to close out the series, or just, you know, the Predators once again, backs against the wall, weren't going to say die, and, and knew they were going back for game seven. I, I, you know, trying to pick a winner in this one, I mean, it's like a coin flip at this point to me. I totally agree. Um, we've seen some crazy stuff. I mean, game three, Nashville had a 3-0 lead at Winnipeg and lose the game seven to four. (laughs) That was, you know, so bizarre. And then they come back and win a two, one game on the road and play a, you know, a perfect road game. Then they come home tied two two and Winnipeg skates them right out of the building. Six, two win easy. And then, so now Winnipeg's going home with all the momentum up three to two best home ice advantage, arguably in hockey. And they lose four, nothing get shut out and, literally looked like they were skating in uh what's the word quagmire in the neutral zone <laughs> there was they couldn't complete two passes all night yeah. nashville just played that perfect road game again and Rene was there when he was needed um forsberg had the ridiculous goal between his legs that you know if you haven't seen you got to go watch the highlights um yeah man i i don't know what this is going to be I, I i don't even know what do you make the total the total's been six. It's been five and a half. I, I guess you make it six. And like you said, Nashville's short favorite, minus 130. I, I'm going over. I think it goes over. Right. I, I think yeah. both teams just one team will get that first goal, and then it'll be like, all right, it's on. Like, And I just feel like when both these teams get after it, they can play great defense and still give up goals. So – I, I don't know, man. It's going to be a wild game. Definitely going to be uh, uh, one to f- tune in to watch for sure, uh, whether you got action or not. It's just going to be a great atmosphere, Game 7 in Nashville. Um, two teams that want it bad, and we'll just have to see who's who's got enough bullets left in their gun, I suppose. Right. Um, Mo, let me bring you in here real quick. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, you've been kind of watching enough of the hockey now. I think you're – you're uh, working your way in to have some opinions here. And uh, what, what are your thoughts on just kind of like the Knights um, and, you know, their matchup here with either the Jets or the Preds? Well, I, I mean, first off, it's – I mean, it's been uh, – I mean, I, I wouldn't say surprising because, you know, they've been so good, uh, you know, down the stretch, you know, coming into the playoffs and winning the division. Um, you know, from like my standpoint, I think uh, Big Dave touched on it, but – I mean, something that I see from the from the Knights, um, you know, especially when they when they score first is, uh, yeah, they, they just they don't uh, take off any pressure. You know, they, they don't let the, uh, you know, let their foot off the gas. They kind of get after it. Um, you know, it's hard for me to, like, describe, like, any plays and stuff like that. But, um, you know, when they do get one in, it, it seems like they can get two and three in there uh, in the blink of an eye, uh, you know, especially for not only the viewers, but the guy, the opponents they're playing against. For sure. Um, which is it's it's pretty incredible to watch um and, and you know playing at home uh it's been you know it's been great you know watching how the fans have been you know kind of pushing them through but uh that that win they had in San Jose yeah I think you guys were right uh you know they played a well uh you know well prepared type of game uh and hungry after a, you know that loss that they that they took earlier and knew they had to close it out early even though it'd have been fun to watch the game 7 here in Vegas um you know not only if we're watching it on TV, but you know, anybody that was going to be there, sorry, Jeff, if he's listening. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, uh, 
Mo, is it electric in the book? You guys work at night, so you're you know you're on the other side of the wall, of course. But is it is it uh, you know a, a different atmosphere when the nights are playing? Yeah, no, it's like you know for the games that that, that I've went to overtime, uh, there's about thirty forty guys still out there when we're closed. You know, it's we're playing the late game and it's about ten thirty, and uh, you know we're still taking bets here. We got the in game bets here at Caesars. Yeah, man, it's uh, there's still thirty thirty five forty people sweating out the game. Uh, and it's yeah, you can hear you know every every time a you know a, a, the puck hits off the crossbar, any big hits or anything like that, people are going wild. So yeah, man. I mean, they all take it seriously. Um, you know, it's like it's almost a spectacle to watch. And you know the way that it kind of grew from you know the tragedy to now, uh, you know it'll, it'll be well worth it when we when we win it all. Is it cool if I say <laughs> we? Can I, can I say that? I can say hey, that. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want anybody city. to get. A, Okay, they're the, all right. They're the fabric of the town, man. They they're fitting right in. It's awesome. Um, man, it's it, it's taken so long for, uh, you know. Now people are kind of getting mad that new hockey fans are popping up. So it's you know people well, are all over. Hey, any you know sport, what I mean? Any sport bandwagons exist, and there's lots of them out there. So, no surprise. Well, right? Yeah. Well, it's I you know it's hard to explain because it's a new franchise. You know, it's like. We've, you know, this team's never been. There is no wagon. It's not <laughs> right. Right, it's all exactly. the same yeah. wagon. Yeah. It's all the so, same wagon. So they keep saying like, "Oh, wait, everyone's a, a hockey analyst," and I'm like, "No, that's they just like the team. They're from Las Vegas, you know what I mean?" So, yep. you know, those people, you know, they got it. They they really have to check their intentions or anything. I could be subbing some people, but if if they listen, they'll know if the shoe fits. It's fine. <laughs> Well, I got to point out two things real quick. Um, one, I want to give a shout out to my buddy I, uh, on Twitter. I am Ryan Brooks, who got a we got we want the cup chant going after the game, uh, game five. Uh, he was standing up on one of the balconies as the people were filing out, and he actually got them to start chanting it. He's been trying all year from the upper deck section to get that chant going with all the success. Uh, he grew up in Michigan, so. He was a big Wings fan, and, you know, that's pretty normal a chant when you're in the postseason, especially when you're winning the, the marquee games like Game 5s and Game 6s. So shout-out to him for getting the crowd uh, finally to chant that after he's been trying for about a month. Um, <laughs> and then also, uh, I love this whole uh, Vegas flamingo trend. You guys been seeing this, how they throw these plastic flamingos on the ice after the oh. game? No, I, I think I, I think oh, I did t- see it, but I didn't know if it was like a big trend or not. Oh yeah, it's starting, man. It's fantastic. So to the to the people who are getting that going, uh, there's some funny Twitter accounts out there that are taking photos with the flamingos and in the arena and all this kind of oh, stuff. Okay, um, it's been pretty good. So they have the octopus, I believe, in, uh, Detroit, in Detroit. We've we've got the flamingos. So I think. It's what what do they have in Nashville? They they do they have that catfish? The catfish, yeah. The catfish, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the catfish. Yeah. Taylor Lewin. Shotgunning beers out of oh. for the last game because the Titans' offensive line has become a staple there, and Marcus yeah. Mariota just looks like he's like, man, I'm so glad I'm the designated driver. <laughs> it looks hilarious. Oh, dude, uh, I think it'll, every, it, the the flamingo thing will be cool until someone throws a real flamingo. You know, if they can get one in there. Oh man, into the uh, I don't know how they sneak that, these things in. Probably these huge me. plastic flamingos. I just don't, you know. I mean, I'm all in favor of it. We needed some kind of weird tradition, and we got one. Uh, you may get a wink, was... wink at the door. Yeah. You know, they may yeah. be, like, what is that? Oh, that's – go ahead. You're good. 
You know, well, it, was one great. Of those. <laughs> it was great on Twitter too. Like with one of the guys that was one, I think of the first people that was doing it that has like a V I think his like account was like at VGK Flamingo or something. And he, he, he got in trouble at the, I think either game five or game two. I don't know, but he, uh, he got detained by security and he took a photo of the security guard with this angry face and put it up on Twitter. It was pretty funny. Oh, man. But, yeah. uh, but definitely check it out. It's pretty funny stuff, uh, seeing these flamingos flying through the air. And some people are starting to bring stuffed ones, and they throw those out there. So um, All right. it's nice to have a weird <laughs> hockey tradition growing. So Already um, in year one, yep. Yeah. Hey, man, you know, we gotta get, they got to get up to speed. I mean, hell, we're one of the last four teams in the NHL. It's pretty amazing. Yep. Um, Sick anyway, run in May. <laughs> keeping with the NHL. So we got the Eastern Conference finals are set. Um, shockingly, it is the Tampa Bay Lightning and Washington Capitals, which I think a lot of people, maybe some did like the Lightning, but I think the Bruins had grown in, as far as a you know team people thought were looking, you know, not only at the Eastern Conference champions, but like the Stanley Cup final champion. Uh, and the Lightning just took it to them. Um, and then on the other side of the coin, we have the Capitals, who, if I remember correctly, when we were previewing the playoffs, I said, wouldn't it just be like this team? for everyone to have counted them out when they were winning president's trophies, um, best record in the league, all these things. Uh, you know, the goal scoring leader, Alexander Ovechkin, they got a, you know, a good young, hot goaltender, blah, 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 blah. And it was always hype, hype, hype. And they never delivered. And now when everybody's counting them out here, they are in the Eastern conference finals. Absolutely crazy. So I will throw, I will throw this to Dave cause I'm sure he doesn't want to talk about this long. So have at it, my friend. Um, well, they get to the conference finals for the first time in 20 years, and they exercise the demon that is the Penguins. Great line, um, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> two and nine, <laughs> two and nine in all-time playoff series. Yep. Um, you know, so it was time. I, I we talked about it on our NHL playoff preview, and I said this will be just like um, the Caps to win this year and beat the Penguins when no one has them even having a shot. So it wasn't like the Penguins overlooked them. The Caps were the better team. Holpe was tremendous in net. Um, and for the majority of the series, the Capitals were the better team. So, I mean, they lost the first two games of the playoffs to Columbus at home. They're 8-2 and two since. It's no fluke. They're playing well. Can they beat Tampa? I don't see why not. Um, Tampa has a deeper team, and – a way better power play. So the Capitals have to play discipline, have to stay out of the penalty box, and continue to play on the road the way they're playing. I mean, in their last three seasons, I got this stat today, they're 11-4 and four in the playoffs on the road. So they can win without home ice advantage. It's probably better off for them, actually. Um, I don't know. This is another series that I expected to go six or seven games. And the team that literally takes the least amount of penalties will probably win the series. Yeah, I think that's a good take. I I want to say I think the Capitals have a shot, but, I mean, the Lightning, I feel like they look so good against Boston. So I, I, think, I think they handle Washington. But one thing about Washington, they've had so much pressure on them for years, and they, they look like a team that's, that's just relaxed now. You know, they – they didn't cower. They they won on the road at Pittsburgh, which I found impressive to close out the series. 
Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, kind of like what you said, I mean, the, the Lightning have so many advantages that point towards them winning the series. I still think they, they'll find a way to get to the Stanley Cup final. Um, yep. Uh, but, if, if Backstrom comes back, you know, the Capitals won tonight without their best player, arguably, mm-hmm. along with Ovechkin. Backstrom was hurt, hurt his hand, didn't play. Uh, suspended player Wilson was uh, – he didn't play. And they found a way to win. Um, yeah. They're going to get Backstrom back. I don't think the series is going to start now until, I believe, Friday or Saturday or something. Okay. So they have some time to rest and get healthy. Um, it's going to be, again, we got the top two teams in the conference playing. The, the hockey's been tremendous up to this point. It's going to just continue to, to play along the same way. Yeah, no question. Um, you, uh, you know, let's just have some fun here. We'll look ahead and we'll just jokingly say that the Knights beat whoever they end up playing. Uh, do you see either the Lightning or the Capitals as a better matchup per se for Vegas or um, at this point in the year, or is it just, you know, two great teams playing each other? I think it's two great teams playing each other. Um, Tampa can match Vegas's speed. I think uh, Washington, not so much. Not that they, they're not a good skating team or, you know, aren't fast, but Vegas is, you know, top three in the league speed-wise, skating-wise and stuff. I don't think Washington is. So that would be the only slight variation. But, man, if Washington gets to the Stanley Cup Finals, you know, having beaten Pittsburgh and Tampa, you know, who's who, – I mean, seriously, it'll be – the momentum will be just uh, off the charts. So, yeah, it won't be a shoe-in. What's crazy to me too is I feel like wouldn't it be the perfect Stanley Cup Finals to have the Capitals and the Golden Knights? Like that just oh. sounds like this isn't real. Like what? The Capitals made the Stanley Cup Finals and they're playing who? Team, <laughs> this team didn't exist. Who is this? What? Yeah, right. This isn't real yeah. life. You know? Yeah. Uh, Either way, so I mean, if it's Tampa and the Knights, we got two teams, a Florida <laughs> team and a Vegas team. Are you kidding me? Yeah, right. yet, you know, I mean, no one in Canada is even going to watch. I don't know. It's they're just be, it's they're, nuts. They're going to be like, if there's a game seven, they have to go play in Saskatoon. Yeah. <laughs> Just to make sure that Canada's aware it's going on. Um, oh, dude. Well, um, so I'm going to – we kind of covered the hockey there, I feel like, pretty well. Um, uh, want to shout out um, the uh, the people of Toronto have had to rename their city Lebronto. Uh-huh. Uh, because of how much LeBron James owns the team, the franchise, the rapper known as Drake. Uh, Pretty much anything that that guy wants to do in that city, he's going to do. So uh, Skip Bayless predicted a sweep, and he was correct. So mark that down as a day that Skip Bayless got something correct. Um, (laughs) I was a fan of the Raptors for probably the middle of the 90s, right around the end of the Jordan era, uh, I am devastated because not that they lost, but the way they lost, um, watching those guys, their two stars combined made 50 plus million dollars this year alone, uh, completely disappear in the last four minutes of game one. Um, I knew the series was over. I, I made a bet on the Cavs to win the series. Um, 
you know, I, I just knew it. Like Toronto, that's who they are. Uh, game two was a disaster. Game three, they actually played with a lot of heart and uh, they put in a good effort. And LeBron sunk their hopes with that. And I told my buddies that the Cavs tonight was one of the biggest locks of all time. The yep. line should have been 14 and a half. So, uh, and it's still covered 14 and a half. Um, because they're, they're, the Raptors have always been an emotional team. They're led by two guys that are very emotional. And uh, they have trouble controlling those emotions. So that's why they got, you know, that's why they're a one seed in the regular season and a four seed in the playoffs. So... Hats off to LeBron. He's incredible. He's carrying pretty much a bunch of scrubs. Um, I do hope somehow the Celtics or uh, the Sixers can can finish off the Cavs because I, I just I I'm so tired of that team. Uh, they they aren't much of a team. It's just one guy being incredible. Uh, and at least if nothing else, please let the Rockets beat the Warriors so we can at least have Rockets Cavs instead of Cavs right. Warriors again. Because I don't know, I don't know who wants to watch this. I, to me, the Warriors Rockets series is the most interesting series. Can't wait for that one. Um, That's a championship pre- preview, right? I mean, I think so. I, I think the winner of that series wins uh, the finals pretty, pretty, pretty easily. I think um, it's hard to count LeBron out, of course, but I, I just don't. I think that he's. He's kind of like you know how they they went to seven games with the Pacers, and I to me that's more of a credit to the Pacers giving it everything they had. Whereas Toronto mentally has already really struggled with LeBron, and that's why I was saying the fact that they lost Game One, a game they had they should have won because their stars disappeared, and you can't have that against LeBron James. He will he will he will make you pay for making those types of mistakes. And when they lost that game, the series was over. So, yep. Um, I, I'm not convinced that they're they're getting past Boston. Honestly, um, the job Brad Stevens has done against this Sixer team, um, their set plays uh, have just been phenomenal. I, I to me, it's it looks like a master of you know the clipboard versus a guy who's been coaching the D league for the last 10 years. I, <laughs> I, you know, Brett Brown or whatever the hell his name is like, he's just been completely schooled as far as X's and O's. Um, you can tell Philly's much more talented, um, with all due respect to Tatum and Al Horford have been phenomenal, but overall, I mean, the Sixers do have a better team, but they're just getting out schemed. Their, their youth has shown up in games where they've blowing, making mistakes, so, yeah, it's it's been crazy. And then, then I'm watching my future taking on the Sixers go up in flames at the same time. So the NBA is just killing me right now. The Sixers have been waiting for TJ McConnell. He finally oh, had yeah. his breakout game. Mm-hmm. We've been waiting this literally the whole season until today for him to have a, his career high, 19 points. So I I think Philly's going to be resting their 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 um you know their dreams well on the right person in McConnell. And not wanna, Embiid or Simmons. You want to buy my ticket? You can buy my ticket. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, t- we'll talk about it in an undisclosed place. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's been rough, man. You know, I, I was happy to see him win. You know, I, they got that lead kind of late in the third quarter, and you know, held it, and um, the Celtics were just turning the ball over, crazy man, uncharacteristic stuff. Stevens got a tech. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Not cool for them, but cool to see. You know, he was telling the the ref how uh, how good of a job he was doing sarcastically. So I said, "No, nah, that 
I said, that's pretty cool. That's fine. So, yeah, you know, it's, um, you know, I think uh, the Sixers kind of beat him up inside. They fi- they finally started to rebound. Man, I, I feel like, you know, the Celtics are a little bit undersized somehow, and they and they can still rebound with these bigger guys. It's crazy. Skipper, are the Sixers you know, going to be favored in game five? Yeah, they already are. They're a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. And I, I think I like the Sixers. I think they're going to win again. I got Honestly. A shape, I got a shape for you, and it's not sharp. <laughs> I, I think I think they're gonna win. I man, I think Celtics. They're Celtics might be the right play, but they're all. Everyone's gonna bet Celtics. I, I, everyone's gonna bet Celtics. Man. Are both sides square? If that's the case, because I know for sure they're both gonna. They're gonna bet Celtics, and they're getting a point and a half. Oh, Dude, man. they're gonna think it's the craziest move, man. I. I already seen it when I when I seen the line. I said, "That's what man Sixers might be dumb, but it might be right, which is ridiculous." You know, honestly, yeah. I don't know. considering that series, that series has been wild. I mean, in, in all reality, it should be three one Sixers, not three one Celtics. But us neither here nor there. It doesn't really matter. Um, I'm, I'm we're just, amazed. We're just I'm waiting. Amazed. We're just waiting. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say I'm just amazed that I've even talked this much about the NBA. It's been completely soul-crushing to me in the last week. So, um, Yeah, no, it's real. Yeah, that's why I haven't been talking. I was like, man, I'm not going to talk to him about it. I could easily <laughs> hit him up, but I, I'm like, what's the good? What's the use? We'll, we'll talk about it on the air. It'd be you know, a little bit better. No, well, I'm cra- just waiting the for crazy Ca- thing Cavs is, Warriors this is... is coming. Oh, God, please stop. <laughs> It's come, this guy's I'm been sorry, saying man. it all year. It's driving me nuts. I don't, please, I don't, please, man, please somebody stop that finals from happening. Please. What, what do you want me to do? I man, know, I man. don't. Man, it's oh. it's happening again, man. It's. I hate it. Man, I, Jesus Christ. And it's probably the Warriors if probably Adam, winning if Adam, Sil- if Adam Silver's listening right now, if it's Cavs Warriors, I'm not paying one cent of integrity fee. I'm telling you that right now. Oh. <laughs> no, ever. He's, he's speaking for Caesars as a whole. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't be throwing that around. <laughs> uh. Wait! 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 Uh. Uh, oh. But in seriousness, um, I do I do have to say, uh, you know, watching watching the Rockets and Warriors, um, I just got to, you know, really pat myself on the back and just keep telling you guys how the NBA is about three things, shooting threes, playing D, and making free throws. Because oh the only game that the Rockets didn't play well, they missed every three they took. And then they responded by absolutely waxing Utah on the road, mind you, in game three, leading 70-40 to 40 at the half. Like, that to me is what a great team does. They, they realized they played, po- they played poorly in game two, wasted no time showing them who the best team on the floor was. Uh, Super impressed with the Rockets. I do still think they have the potential to beat the Warriors, but that's going to be one hell of a series. What's the series price in that one, boys? I think you got to, even though the Rockets have home court, I still think you got to respect the Warriors. I, I'd probably open it like dollar thirty Warriors. That okay. sounds right. That sounds about right. I uh, I was talking to this guy uh, that day. I was I went I actually went to the gym. Believe it or not, uh, not too long ago. So it's a miracle in its own. But we were talking about the game. Did you drop off a bag to somebody? Or? <laughs> no, no. I, oh. I ran a half a mile. Oh, okay. I oh. almost died. <laughs> no. Well, I ran a full mile. I just want to tell you I ran a half a mile just so I don't 
I don't want to get oh, okay. ahead of myself. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. And by ran, I mean walked. But that's <laughs> neither here nor there. So, so um, you were talking about the game, the games, and I and I like both uh, home teams. I like Pelicans. I they ended up winning uh, handily uh, because of three pointers. Shout out to AB. And then um, I'm talking to this guy about Utah, and I mean, mind you, I'm tired. I'm like done. I'm about to leave. He's talking about the games. And I think I didn't think I, I said, uh, watch out for that jazz home crowd. And <laughs> when I was leaving, I said, wow, that might be the worst take to give anyone. <laughs> That's the only like the biggest threat was the home crowd. It wasn't even one of the players. And yeah, yeah when I got, you know, I'm watching the game, it was 70 40. And I said, man, I'm never going to tell anything, anybody, you know, something stupid like that again. That was like my best take on the Jazz. Watch out for that home crowd. Not nothing about Mitchell, nothing about defense or anything. So that home crowd might be able to hit some threes. And unfortunately, they didn't. I think the Rockets were just offended with the jerseys they were wearing. They're like, oh, man, this is like this is the playoffs. Put that put that stuff away. If we lose to this team in these jerseys, we're out. We'll just call it quits here. They they played in Utah like they were pissed that they had to go back and play game five. Like they were mad that they didn't sweep. They were like, yeah, that can't happen again. We can't take a night off. Yeah. That that leads me to believe that not only are they looking through the Jazz, but they're like – they they want the Warriors so bad, and that to me that's the kind of stuff that's where that's where champs are made. The hunger to win it all, you know. I mean, will the Warriors still have that in them? Will will they care as much having won two of the last three? I don't know. I mean, Chris Paul has been just absolutely phenomenal. Always been a playoff guy, but rarely had playoff success. Um, James Harden, man, when that guy's on fire he's just how do you stop that oh unconscious yeah yeah. so um it's gonna be a great series i mean i can't wait to watch that series Uh, i will watch every game for sure yeah the other series won't be as uh entertaining or compelling and that's gonna affect the must watch part of the houston golden state series like you're like well i don't have to worry really about watching all of the other games that you're right. Can't miss TV. One thing I do have to say about Boston, um, man, I really hope LeBron goes to Philly because what a what a rivalry that's going to be in the East. Oh, awesome, you got right? Kyrie, Kyrie, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum on the Celtics, and I, I can't even imagine the other guys that are going to be developed under Brad Stevens and the other veterans that they'll probably attract and all these things. And then if LeBron's with Embiid and and Ben Simmons and imagine imagine the lanes that Ben Simmons will get a drive down knowing that he has LeBron right there to kick the ball to who can also drive and just dunk on basically anybody in the league I mean they they would be so insane with LeBron James but yet the Celtics might be just as good because of their coach and the stars that they have um it would be a shame if that doesn't happen we'd have the Warriors Rockets rivalry in the West and then the Sixers and Celtics rivalry in the East, and you'd basically have the four best teams in the league. Uh, so to me, that that would make actually you know as good a basketball as we've seen in a while. So, kind of hope that happens. Especially out the East, it'd be it'd be fun, like For being sure. in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, so it's something I'd definitely be looking forward to. And they won them. 
I mean, Philly, they've already attracted. They, you know, had some fun with LeBron going there. So, you know, he noticed. LeBron knows. He knows what's going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And just for the record, I'd like to throw out two trade offers uh, on behalf of the Raptors. If the Phoenix Suns would like Kyle Lowry for nothing and the uh, <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers would like DeMar DeRozan for nothing after LeBron James leaves, I'd be happy to give them to you. Um, we'll, we'll just we'll see what we got with the young guys. We got re-signed Fred Van Fleet, guy that's passionate, plays with plays with a lot of desire. Um, I man, I just don't know what to say. Absolutely horrible. But we got trade for some cash considerations. How about oh, that? there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As in, like, we'll take your two dollar bills off your hands. <laughs> yeah, <right>. um, <laughs> imagine the cap space we'll save. Sorry, I work for free. All right, buddy. Anyway, uh, we've got about four minutes to go here, fellas. Um, Mo, I'm going to throw this thing to you. Um, table is yours. You can talk about whatever you want. Uh, anything in the sports world, anything in the betting world, what, what do you got for the listeners? Uh, it was a, I enjoyed watching Triple G get that second round knockout against that store clerk from wherever he's from. Uh, that was an that accurate was a, description. I think he still yeah, has his no, apron I, on. I, I, I figured you'd probably like something like that, and I had a lead off with something like that uh, just to kind of get this going. But I was at the lights game on Saturday, and uh, I've told you gentlemen already prior. And uh, I may have been drunk. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe so. But uh, there was a, um, you know, a, a, a tough call on a – I think it was – I'm pretty sure it was a header late in this in this game and where I had some action on, on the dog – the Roughnecks, playing our lights, not nights. And um, as this goal went in, I celebrated, and I loved it. You know, the pay is three, three and a half to one on a three-way. It's, you know, I'm doing well. I'm doing great. I'm running around the stands. But as I come back, I see the refs congregating. They're, like, you know, talking about something. And then I, I see, you know, the offsides flag go up. Oh, man, I, I, just, I was kind of staring into the abyss for that last, like, you know, 15 minutes and stoppage time. But, uh, no, a good buddy of mine says, uh, you know, it, it wasn't a it, – it was not even close to being an offside. So those games might be rigged, and I think I'm okay <laughs> to go on the air, you know, and let, and to, to let people know that the USL games might be rigged in Vegas. Oh, oh man. Oh, no. man, you're digging. Oh, you're digging. Well, it's All the right. first one I've been to. I was like, can it be? Can it be? But yeah, that's. <laughs> I, I think I'm okay there. If All anybody right. would like to take the. <laughs> All right, Big Dave, tough act to follow there. Uh, about two minutes left. Um, anything you want to bring up? Uh, just to go to a little baseball talk, the divisions are starting to take shape. Um, the Diamondbacks are the best team in the National League. Kershaw's on the DL for the Dodgers. This team may be in a little bit of trouble. Um, the Braves, Phillies, and Mets are playing really well. That whole division looks like it's supposed to. The Red Sox and Yankees have separated themselves in the American League. We can be sure that we're going to see every one of their 17 games that they play <laughs> on, on television now that they're both good again. So, uh and the Angels are going to be formidable opponents for the Astros, hopefully, throughout the season. Your Mariners are still five games over five hundred. Al. It's uh, maybe a mirage, maybe not. But I like the way baseball's shaping up so far. 
and the White Sox and the Reds are horrific baseball teams. <laughs> <laughs> yes. they back. Oh man! One of I these times, I'm going to find I'm going to find my way to going against them on my retweet ticket. I just can't seem to find. I took down a three dollar favorite with Chris Sale last week. <laughs> Can't oh, wait yeah. to see who I come with tomorrow. So keep following <laughs> along because I can't get one right. They win four or five games after, but I can't get the first one right. So haven't decided yet who I'm going with, but please keep retweeting the tickets, keep following the show, and continue to give us uh, ratings on iTunes. Yeah, I'm actually going to uh, I'm gonna change it Beautiful. up next week for the ticket. So if you're listening, uh, definitely pay attention to the tweets coming on the weekend. Uh, we're going to change it up for one week only. So uh, definitely keep your ears and uh, eyes open on Twitter. So thanks for listening, everybody. This is Cash Considerations. Go Niners!